This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cripps Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Welcome along to this Three Peeps in a Podcast classic episode. This was back in April 2016 at Stake of the Art in Bristol, and we had Justin Lee Collins on the podcast. Listen along to some great stories about growing up in Bristol, his time in TV, his time in radio, and meeting some absolute superstars. In particular, some great stories about when he met Mr. T, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, amongst others. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this one-hour chat with Bristol's own Justin Lee Collins. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Three Peeps in a Podcast. Um, today we are filming live, say filming, probably recording is probably more apt, uh, live from State of the Art in Bristol, which is our sort of central Bristol office. Um, and with me as usual, I've got Mike. Say hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. And with me also I've got Rich. Hello, Rich. I'm back after missing two episodes, so... Yeah, listening figure should go right back up again. A two-episode uh, hiatus you've had yeah, well, um, for one reason or another. Forced out. Um, <laughs> but um, also, we we've got with us a, a special guest, um, JLC. Not unfortunately Jamie Lee Curtis, but the multi-talented um, Bristol's own Justin Lee Collins. Say hello, Justin. <laughs> hey, Patch. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Um, so this isn't the first time we've met. Is it not? Which you may not be aware of, but okay. the three of us were um, for once driving around Clifton and saw you, this, we're talking probably a good 10, 15 years ago, okay. and we shouted out the window, a metamorphosis. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's brilliant. That's yeah. just my favourite shout out. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah I bet you get good times more than that. But Yeah, probably, but metamorphosis, I'm a big... Uh, <laughs> we're trying to remember where that came from. It's okay. magi- magician. It's an illusion. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it's in my, years, yeah. my guise is uh, Justin Illusion. With oh, Panache, yes, yes, my lovely assistant. Yeah, we performed Houdini's Metamorphosis <laughs> at a convention for magicians in Canton, Ohio, mm. uh, a few years ago now. I'm a big uh, fan of magic, huge magic fan, mm. amateur enthusiast. Uh, so yeah, I performed as Just an Illusion. Uh, it's where you get into a box, the sub-trunk, don't blink your eyes or you miss, and then you know you get locked in a trunk, and yeah. then your assistant stands on the trunk, brings up a curtain, <laughs> says one, two, throws the curtain up, the curtain drops, I'm standing there, yeah. I say, three, it's me. <laughs> so, it's a classic illusion, metamorphosis. Excellent. And uh, yeah, I think it's just the Bristolian pronunciation of, of, yeah, of metamorphosis. That. metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's what makes it. Um, the extra S's at the end, I think. Yeah. That's right, yeah, a couple of extra S's on the end, yeah. yeah but So yeah, before we find out about the, the present and the future obviously yeah. we want to just take a, a step back in time yes talk about you growing up in bristol oh, yes sir. so i think the first question is whereabouts in bristol did you grow up well initially uh we lived in bishopston uh that was my my parents first house so right. i was born in south mead hospital we lived in bishopston until 1981 uh so i was coming up for my seventh birthday and then my mum who's a saint george girl wanted to be closer to her family and they're all saint george my grandparents were saint george aunties and uncles mm. um so we moved to, uh, well, Kingswood, actually, Clarence Road. Um, and then I lived in Kingswood until I was 27. I didn't leave home until I was 27. 25, yeah, I was. 27. So even then it was a year too soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And then, uh, yeah, so I, I spent most of my time growing up in, in Kingswood. Although it wasn't really... The address was Kingswood, it was Speedwell. Right. So I went to Speedwell School. It was just one of those... It was kind of... The house fell on about yeah, three yeah. different boards. Hungry Horace? Uh, no, not... No, the, no, no uh, <laughs> we had... Oh, no, Hungry Horace, the calf. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the Hungry Horace. No, uh, no, Hungry Horace. Uh, Hungry Horace, I loved with all my heart. Yeah. It was the best calf around. We spent most Speedwell of our uni, uni years in yeah. there, I think. No, absolutely. Uh, Hungry Horace was the most... Was the best breakfast mm. around. Used to go out there with my dad yeah. pretty much every Saturday. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Used to be at Thresher's on the corner. I'd go down there with my dad. Yeah, that's right. Thresher's on the corner. Was that for two dogs and yeah. uh, a bit of white, white light? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my mum used to work in that Thresher's. Oh, yeah? yeah, my mum worked in that Thresher's. Like some illegally purchased. I don't know. Did you yeah. ever go to um, Solid on Ingleside Road? Did you ever go to yeah. the Checkers pub? Uh, uh, I did, uh, yeah, a couple of times I went to the Checkers, yeah. not very often. In fact, my old friend of mine from school, his parents had that pub for a while. Oh, yeah, it's closed down. Yeah, it's closed down, yeah, it's been yeah. closed for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did, uh, I'm, I've maybe been in the Checkers three, four times in my life. Oh, yeah, uh, tops, yeah. That was enough. And in terms of school, yeah, what's which um, what secondary school? I guess was secondary school Speedwell. Infants, I was actually down because right. we were Bishopston then. And mm. then when we moved, junior school I went Chester Park, mm. uh, and then yeah, secondary school was Speedwell. Now mm. Brunel Academy yeah, is in school. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. been rebuilt because so we lived sort of... opposite, so we were uh, okay. pretty much directly opposite. So yeah. I could hear the school bell every yeah. morning from my bed, what? which is I was so we relate. <laughs> yeah, I was late every day. And uh, Brian Evans, my our form tutor and my art teacher, used to shout at me every morning, just how can you be late? Yes. Like you can see your house from the window. <laughs> You're always late. And of course that's why I was late. That's what people do. Yeah, exactly. You just wait till you hear the bell and then right, I'll come in there. So needless to say by the time I hit the class, I was yeah. five minutes late to drive him nuts. Excellent. Um, and I guess we're just looking sort of for any specific early memories of Bristol and, and Mers into that question as well. Why you think Bristol is it? Why you love Bristol so much? Oh, it's just a great city. It's just a, I mean, my goodness me, I could take up the entire yeah. podcast telling you how much I love this city. Um, but it is one of the greatest cities in this this country by by a starting to win some awards now as yeah. well. Yeah, the, the kindest city, isn't it? And, and yeah, the, we've won, we won the smiliest yeah. a few yeah. years ago. Smiliest, yeah. happiest. smiliest <laughs> happiest, friendly, kindest. Yeah. and all of those things are true. Um, it's really hard to nutshell why I love Bristol so much. Mm. I mean, first and foremost, it's my home, mm. and it always will be my home, mm. and all of my family are from Bristol. Um, so, you know, it's in my blood. Mm. So that's the most important thing, obviously, is, yeah. is, is yeah. the ties. Um, the football team, Bristol City, of course. I don't know if that's on your well, we, questions. Well, it will be a question. Me and Rich have both been following Bristol City yeah. since we were... Five or six. Well, I was a, I'm an ex-City ball boy back in the day. Oh, <laughs> sensational. Dream job, isn't oh, it? I made my debut yeah, the same day great. as Alan Walsh. Oh, you're, ki- yeah. oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> he, won, he won ball boy, obviously. He was, he was playing football. Yeah, he was yeah. one of my uh, one of my favourite players yeah. when I was a, a boy. Alan Walsh was He's one of my favourites. Yeah, he was absolute class. class. Like a step over. We, but, actually, yeah. we actually did our, our 1 to 11 of Bristol City players in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. Um, and Alan Walsh was, was the left winger, wasn't he? Yeah. Obviously, Scotty Murray on the right. Yeah. But we, we won't go into football. Um, Scott Murray's got to be on that list. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Carey, Lewis Carey. Carey Tinian. Yeah. Bob Taylor and, and Jack Anoski up front, wasn't it? I knew yeah. I fr- Jack and, oh, Jackie Jack Anoski. <laughs> my, uh, I knew Lewis when I was a little boy mm. because uh, my dad and his dad, Ginger Bill, worked together. Right. So they were good uh, They were good friends. Well, so he's actually going to be the next guest on the podcast. What, Lewis? Yeah. Oh, give him my love. Yeah, no, I definitely will. Yeah, give him my love. He's, him but it's funny how things, <laughs> yeah. happen. It's funny how things happen, isn't it? Because yeah. Lewis Carey comes to my wedding party. You're kidding. Because I used to work with his ex-girlfriend at the time. Oh, you're kidding. So he was there. Steve Lansdowne oh, was there. Oh, my so goodness me. A few claims to fame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I love uh, Lewis. I haven't seen him for uh, years, but please, yeah, oh, give, I him definitely my, will. give him my best. I think he probably modelled his beard on yours. <laughs> 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 he's got a hell of a beard on him, hasn't he? Well, I think he's taking, he taking it in a bit. There, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but yeah, so what's your, your fate when you come back to Bristol? Because obviously you live in London at the moment, do you? I'm based in London. Okay. I mean, I'm in Bristol three days a week. Right, okay. So I stay at my mum and dad's now, right. um, which is in St George. Okay. So, yeah. And but, so what are your favourite places to visit when you come back? Where do you think, right, oh, okay. Well, all over, really. I mean, I love, I've got so many favourite spots. I love Clifton with all my heart. Clifton is beautiful. Clifton is as good a, a place to live as anywhere, mm. as literally anywhere in any city. Clifton is as good a place to live. Places, it's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And you can you can walk everywhere. So we were living in, my first house, our first house was in Hannum. Right. Uh, but then after three years, we moved to Redland. And then from Redland, we moved to Clifton. Mm-hmm. Um, Working your way up. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh, I used to walk everywhere. I walked yeah. absolutely everywhere. And that's the great thing about central Bristol. Yeah. It's a great walking yeah. city. Bristol's bigger than a lot of people think. I think people come to Bristol to visit and walk around central Bristol mm. and think, oh, it's, it's actually quite small. Mm. It's actually it's not really. When you take yeah. into consideration yeah. the, the suburbs, suburbs yeah. and the greater Bristol area, yeah. it's, uh, it's much bigger than what you realise. But the great thing about central Bristol is that you could park your car in town, mm. or you could park your car in Broadmead, mm. like for the day, yeah. and it was quite pricey. Yeah. And from that spot, you can walk everywhere. Mm. You can walk all around the harbour side, you can walk up to Clifton, all around Clifton, you can walk everywhere. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've got so many favourite spots. Uh, College Green was, is, is still one of my favourite spots in the entire city. Mm. And when I was a boy, uh, every school holiday, my grandma would bring me into town and we'd I'd, I would have the choice, do you want to go to the pictures or do you want to go up to the zoo to see Alfred? Mm. Um, <laughs> and most of the time it was the pictures because I'm a, I'm a film buff to this day. Mm. Like down the Odeon? Uh, yeah, down yeah, the yeah. Odeon. Or, Maybe or, wimpy beforehand. Yeah, or not just the Odeon, it was uh, Canon, of course. We had the three Canons. Yeah, yeah. There was Canon White Ladies Road, Canon Frogmore Street. Uh, the yeah. Orpheus was a Canon. So that was the, the holy trinity of Canon <laughs> cinemas in Bristol. And then there was the Europa. Yeah. Do you remember the Europa underneath the Marriott? You know where the Marriott Hotel is? Okay, yeah, You're yeah. You're probably younger than me. But that was an adults-only cinema called the Europa uh, for a time. Adult films? Uh, <laughs> no, 18. 18 certificate okay. and above. Yeah. Um, and that was underneath Marriott Hotel. In okay. So we had cinemas all over the city. And I just found out the other day that it looks like um, the picture house on White Ladies Road might yeah, be reopened. Yeah, like a I'm, specialist sort of cinema. Oh, I'm so... Well, like an art house or... Well, I think they're going to do... You know, like um, the place on the waterfront, the M Shed... Not the M Shed. The Watershed. Watershed. Watershed, Watershed. Yeah. That does sort of more specialist oh, films. Oh, fantastic. I think that's the plan. Yeah. What's the, oh. what's the oh. little one that's cut away off State Scroft? The Cube. The Cube, yeah. yeah. Is that still going? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's still going. I think, it's, I think you have to be a member. I think it's oh, members right. only, that one. Okay. I've never actually been to the Cube, but we had cinemas all over, mm. all over the city. Yeah. Um, now it's the multiplexes, isn't now it? Now it's the multiplex. Still got the Orpheus. Yeah. We still have the Orpheus in Henley's, uh, thank goodness. Yeah. Mm. Um, and of course, the Odeon is clinging on. Yeah. Um, I remember when the Odeon, the Odeon was the, the officially the second best cinema in the entire country. <laughs> and that's yeah, worrying, they it? did a poll, Barry Norman. I like, remember queuing up the stairs. Yeah, that's right. I remember queuing up the street. Yeah. For, I remember, I'll never forget, I mean, it happened a lot. But I remember Cocktail, when Cocktail opened Tom Cruise, they were literally queuing all the way up Union Street, mm. right up to uh, Castle Park. Right. You don't see that anymore. No, you, don't. you just don't see it. It's a shame. Yeah. I miss it. I miss those days. Yeah. But do you think it's because you can download films now, kind of illegally, rather than yeah, wait, I, waiting for the film to come you out? You can't beat the cinematic experience. Well, no, you, you can't, can't beat the... But, but it's a bit... 
but it is pricey but then that, people yeah. have got home cinema now as a massive thing yeah, yeah. so people have got you know whatever is six one surround sound yeah. and they've got sound bars and yeah. people have got 60 inch screens in their homes yeah. so I think that's got a lot to do with it as well you can yeah. kind of get it's easy. It's more accessible now, isn't it? It's more accessible as well. as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just downloading, but you know, lots of people have got Sky and you've got the yeah, Sky yeah, movies yeah, and yeah. you can and also, like you see a film in the pictures, within about six months yeah. now, it's on your telly. It used to be years, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean yeah. you've just goodness sake, the Force Awakens. It's out today, the Force Awakens is out today. Going back, when how long did it take? I'm sure I used to think it was four years from the cinema to to Blimey, it wasn't that long, was it? Video, but it can't have been that long. Maybe a couple. It wasn't that long. No, I mean less less than that. It was from uh, cinematic release to video. uh, It was maybe I don't know six months, maybe probably a good or six months to a year. Yeah. But now it's it's that to get to telly. It's ridiculous. Mm. And then you have to wait for the mobile video man to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I used to work in Causeway Video, which you'll know. Did you go in Causeway Video if you're Ingleside Road? Yeah. Yeah. That was oh, yeah, I was yeah. in that video shop for four years. Oh, yeah? At the top of Lodge Causeway. Yeah. Yeah. Lodge We were there for four years. is where I met my well, ex-wife and everything. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We were there for four years. Go back to the Odeon. That was, it was an event going there because you yeah. had these classic old seats. That ha- Did you get, like in the theatre, you get an intermission with ice cream? Ice creams, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, you, you had like yeah. a small Disney film to start, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Like Homeward Bang, something like that. Exactly, yeah, that's right. And then the main feature. Never forget, queuing up to watch... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or Roger Rabbit, something like that. Yeah, that's the yeah. sort of films that I love. Those. We went to in 1983 when uh, Return of the Jedi was released, yeah. I, and I don't think it was the Odeon. I think it was the old Canon. Uh, that would have been was it Lewin's Mead? You know where the Bristol Beer Keller is now. Yeah, yeah. is that Lewin's Mead? Yeah, I think there was a cinema about. there. Yeah, before the beer keller. Before the beer keller, yeah, yeah, the, on that, that on yeah. that road, there was a cinema, yeah. and I think that's where my oh, grand okay. took me to see Star Wars Spectacular. And it was episodes four, five, six. Obviously, mm. Jedi was the new yeah, release yeah. in a row. Excellent. We were in there for about seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, that sounds like my idea of a good yeah, day out. I, yeah, mine too, mate. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Okay. What, what did your grand do? Take some knitting, or did she was she into the films as well? No, she enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. No, she was with me all the way. Yeah. No distraction. Don't think she nodded off. A few trips to the toilet. <laughs> Although, <hopes>. yeah. <laughs> trips to the toilet. Yeah, maybe that was me. Um, so this this. Start. Um, let's go into your first sort of TV appearance. Yes. Oh, can I just go back to Bristol, mate? Yeah. And I want to say, I think it's someone like you who kind of got Bristol famous. And oh, got, no. got the accent. No, I think on the on the map as, in as terms well, of TV as and a, as a nationwide Bristolian accent. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were the first to be mainstream kind of. Well. You, I, I, I would agree. You don't to this day. You don't hear the accent. No. You don't. In fact, I was just having this conversation this this morning that if you watch local telly. You know, mm. if you look at particularly the the BBC, yeah, still. you just don't hear no, a no. Bristol accent. You don't hear it at all. You've got quite, a, a, I'd say, quite a, a posher Bristolian accent. I'd, I'd say, yeah, I, and maybe that's come with your sort of TV work. No, no, I, I, no, I, I think I, my accent hasn't really hasn't uh, changed, or not that I'm uh, aware of. My okay. dad is much stronger, right? Okay, because my dad's South Bristol, Southby boy, or he was mm. till he was eighteen when when he was eighteen, they moved to Horrocliffe. Mm. So my dad's really strong. Right. So like a lot of people, if I, if I introduce my dad, they, they miss out for what he's saying. Because yeah. <laughs> he's got that thing of speaking like a Gatling gun. So he clips his words. So the pace people can yeah, I talk, keep up with. And, you know, it's a lot of, you know, the abyss and, you know. <laughs> so it's he's very, very strong. So I've never been as strong as my dad. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, outside of Bristol, a lot of people think my I've got a, Strong well, accent. Yeah, they would do. Yeah, yeah. But in Bristol, I think you're right. I don't think my accent is particularly strong. Mm. Certainly not compared to my dad, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I, t- I, do, I, I take your point. I think in terms of 
telly, certainly, certainly 20 years ago, mm. you just didn't hear our yeah. accent on TV. Because you get the Geordies, you get the New uh, Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Bristol never seemed to really... Well, our accent was kind of lumped in, and this may still be the case. We uh, we were kind of... Cool. people talk, No, people talk about strong or perhaps harsh regional accents. So people talk about uh, Scouse, mm. yeah. people talk about Brummy, mm. and in the same breath, they'll 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 say Bristol as well, yeah. or the West Country accent. Yeah. So I think it's... Now, I love a Scouse accent. I love a Brummie accent. I'm a big fan mm. of accents in general. Yeah. But not everybody is. And it seems to be, and I think to a degree it's still the case, there are acceptable accents, mm. and there are accents that don't seem to be quite as acceptable yeah. to people in the... Mainstream media, okay, um, and I, I think that certainly applies on a on a local level. Well, I mean, yeah, when Cheryl Cole went to America, she didn't last five minutes. Did no, she, with right. her, her Geordie accent. No, that's right. Because they couldn't understand her, for example. But when you see things that are supposed to be set in Bristol or are set in Bristol, yeah. But you know the actor's not from Bristol. I think that's when yeah, it comes out. Yeah, we cover that with Jason. They're, they're pushing it too far. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 But it's uh, it I th- comes almost pirate. Well, it's, yeah. yeah, I know. It's, it's very easy to make it that, in, and yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the problem, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, is that people sort of take it down that who are yeah, yeah. sort of road. And <laughs> I, Gert Lush. I, I, yeah. When was the last time you actually heard someone say Gert Lush? Not as a joke. Yeah, what do you say? I know. Minister High Street. <laughs> I met Timmy Mallet once, oh, and uh, where's he from? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, but um, he's got his agent is the wonderful John Miles, who's one of the best agents in the country and John is a is a Bristol boy okay. John's Bristol based yeah. he looks after Noel Edmonds and Carol Vorderman and lots, okay. of, lots of people and also Timmy Mallet and we had I think did, did we have Timmy on the Friday night project I can't remember but it's the first time I'd ever met Timmy Mallet and Timmy I said alright Tim how are you doing and he started going who are my lover he started singing a song about a tractor not, <laughs> not no what common answer but it was someone like and I, I said I've, I've never <laughs> never lived on a farm in my life but it's just that it's, is a major city it's a major Believe city yeah. I'm a city boy yeah. but there is particularly when I first started having a travel for work mm. and going to London. Remember, my first agent was a bit like the assumption he'd never been to Bristol, mm. and the assumption that we all live on a farm. Yeah, it's yeah. like I'm a city boy, it's yeah. a major yeah. city, concrete people, jungle, no? Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> people probably assume you want a cider. What do you want, Justin? Cider? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say yes to that. <laughs> yeah. I do love yeah, a cider. Assumption, well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we'll get into your start your TV career now, yeah. if that's okay. Yeah, um, of course. So, your first TV appearance, I, I've researched, yeah, uh, I think it was 1997 at the Bristol New Comedy Awards or something along those lines yeah yeah you're absolutely right yeah, so, uh, so yeah. how did that sort of come about and how did you I was start I was asked to enter by uh, Steve Lank local comedy promoter who runs the Hen and Chicken over Bedminster yeah. uh, still does that's a comedy years. venue as well yeah it's a comedy yeah, venue as well sure. yeah absolutely uh, so I'd been I'd only been doing open mics for about a year at this stage and Steve phoned me up and said, uh, are you entering the BBC New Comedy Awards? Mm. And I said, uh, no, I didn't know. It's not even crossed my mind. And he said, well, I think you should enter because I think you'd do well. Mm. So I th- he said, I, I think you'd certainly make uh, the regional final, which right. held at the watershed. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, I'm not even sure if I'm eligible because I was at the stage where I was starting to get, like, beer money. Right, okay. You know, or have my petrol paid. Like, yeah, come and yeah. do, like, 10 minutes and we'll give you 25 quid for your petrol. Yeah. So I said, I'm not sure if I'm eligible. He said, no, no, no. If, provided you haven't been booked right, okay. and paid right. as an act, yeah. then you're still officially a new comet. You can enter. So I entered and I made uh, I made the grand final. 
uh, which was held at the Edinburgh Festival in 97. Right. And that used to be televised because the stand-up show used to be on BBC One on a Saturday night. Mm. That went out as part of the stand-up show. I was on first. I was rubbish. I was in the same final as Peter Kay. Peter oh, Kay was a runner-up. Yeah. We shared a flat together. Excellent. Along with a group of us that shared, about four of us that shared a flat. Yeah. Me, Peter... Uh, Irish comic by the name of uh, Gareth Hughes, uh, Dervla Kerwin. No, is it not Dervla Kerwin? She's an actress. Uh, Oh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Wasn't Dervla? Who was it? There's about four of us in a flat. Uh, Paul Foote, um, who's a genius, genius stand-up comic. He won. Peter Kay was a runner-up. I did. I was awful. Um, But uh, somebody, a senior producer at MTV was watching that show when it went out mm. and managed to find... I had no agent at the time. I mean, I was genuinely new. No yeah. agent, still an open mic. And I was staying up at my <coughs> girlfriend's at the time and my mum phoned up and she said, I've had somebody on the phone from MTV. And I said, oh, that'd be a wind-up, mum. That's a joke. <laughs> that'd be like Jim. Because I used to have friends calling up, yeah. putting on voices, going, hello, my name's so-and-so. I'm yeah. from Granada Television. Saw you at a gig last week. I think you're brilliant. And I'd be like, oh, really? Yeah. No, it's just Jim. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> man. Um, so I would get that every now and again. So I said, no, mum, it's a joke. She said, no, I think it's absolutely genuine. His name's Mark, whatever. Mm. And here's a number for you to ring. Sure enough, it was. I phoned him up. And he said, my boss was watching the stand-up show mm. and thinks you're perfect for this show that we do MTV Hot would you come up to London to audition right. so I went up uh, to the MTV offices Holy Crescent in Camden which was the former uh, TVAM do you remember TVAM oh, yeah, yeah. with yeah. the big egg cups on the roof yeah, yeah. that's where MTV is in London so I went okay. there I auditioned on the same night as Sasha Baron Cohen oh yeah and Sasha Baron Cohen Ali G, Ali G called, G, yeah. for those who don't know. Would you believe didn't get the job, oh, right. which okay. is unbelievable. And I did. Yeah. So I got this, yeah, got this gig on MTV Hot. So oh, okay. you're absolutely right. The stand-up show was my first appearance, and that led to my first gig, which was at MTV. That was all in '97. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So 19 years in uh, in TV. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of um, the, the first. Certainly, my first memory of you on TV was the Twiglets advert. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what people would shout at you. I'm covered in curry. I'm covered in curry. Yeah, I'm covered in curry. I used to get that a lot. Oh, I love those Twiglets. It's one of the most creative experiences of my entire life. That yeah. was those Twiglets ads. That filmed it. Brighton, like Brighton, Brighton yeah. Beach. Yeah, we shot four ads. We shot three on Brighton Beach, and then we shot one which was never used, yeah. which was just me right. working in a shop. Uh, trying so to sell people on Twiglets. Yeah, they just yeah. cut out a hole from my face yeah, and right, yeah. my arms and my legs. And I was this, um, I was this ten foot twiglet, yeah. which looked more like dog poo. You know? <laughs> so I was like this ten foot poo running into the sea on Brighton Beach, screaming, "I'm covered in curry! I'm covered yeah. in curry!" That was back in I think two thousand. Right, that was okay. I did that. They're mm. still on. They're still on YouTube now. I'm sure somebody, they are. Yeah, somebody sent them to me the other day. What's your first memory, Rich? Did you have a first memory? Thing is, you, say, yeah. you said ski yogurt or something, didn't you? Oh, that was, thing, oh, ski yogurt. Yeah, that, no, that was an advert for Nestle ski yogurts. Um, I did a couple of those. That was back in two thousand and three. Right. And uh, the guy, it was it was supposed to be a bit like Friends. So they cast me and a lovely guy who is now. It sounds awful, but I've not seen him since two thousand and three, and I forget his name. But in the in the ads, he was Tony. Right. And he's now the receptionist in Casualty. Oh, right. Yeah, lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, we on, yeah on reception in yeah, Casualty. Yeah. I wish I could remember his name, but that's the, we only worked together for like a day yeah. 13 years ago. Excellent. And we, so that's why I've, I, I, 
Well, the ski yogurt ads. Yes. Do you want to talk when about I, your, your, your in, TV work? No, when I saw him in casualty, I thought, I do know him from somewhere. Oh, must the be ski it. yogurt ads, yeah, he was totally ski. And he had to eat 50 ski yogurts. We did <laughs> we did 50 takes of these ski yogurt ads. And I would I would come in yeah. in a tracksuit, pretending I'd just been out for a run, and I'd clock my mate sitting on the sofa, and, I, and everything ended in ski. So uh, he'd be like, all right, John Ski. Or was I was Tony? I can't remember if it was Tony or John. <laughs> all right, John Ski. All right, Tony Ski. What have you got there, Ski? So I had to run over and leap over the back of the sofa and have a, have a ski yogurt with him. So 50 takes, this poor guy. I didn't have to eat any, yeah. but he had to eat 50 ski yogurts. He was sick of them by the end of it. <laughs> and right at the end, we were there. I think we filmed for about 13 hours. And my director, a lovely guy called Mark Denton, who I did about three different ad campaigns for yeah. over the years, he kept using me, God love him. Mm. So there was something in, you know, that he saw in me that he quite liked. And right at the end, after 50 takes, he said, could I just have one take where you say it properly? <laughs> <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, just one, just for safety. Yeah. In case the, the people at Nestle, yeah. who make ski, yeah. Go. Why does he keep saying yogurt? Can we just like? Why is he saying yogurt? Why is he saying yogurt? I was going so, to ask yeah. you. That. So he said, "Can I just have one? Can I just have?" And what I was I was doing with my dad because my dad says yogurt. So did my granddad. You know, my, my granddad my, said yeah, yogurt. And, or yogurt. And you remember tagar? Yeah. It was never tagart. It was tagar. My granddad said, "Oh, I love that tagar. Tagar is brilliant." So so he said, "Can I just have one?" So I said, "Yeah, all right." So I did. And then I remember, the, I'll never forget the cameraman laughing, like chuckling as he's filming. And he said to me off camera, he said, he said how do you really say it? Like, like normally, like, do you say yogurt or do you say yogurt? Like mm. people say, like, yeah. people, yeah. yogurt. He said, how do you really say it? And I went, yogurt. And he went, oh, sorry. <laughs> so forget it. I'm wasting yogurt. the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a yogurt. yogurt. I'm yogurt. Yeah. yeah. Y-O-G-A-R-T. Well, yeah. Yogurt. Maybe you could change the spelling on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... Obviously, TV work, um, yeah. the two sort of well, three biggest shows, yeah. um, starting with Friday Night Project yes. on to Bring Back and then JLC is. Yeah. Um, so, Friday Night Project, first question that comes to mind is yeah. do you still see Alan Carr? No, I don't, no. unfortunately. I wish I could say otherwise yeah. because I love him mm. with all my heart. We worked together for three years, yeah. and for that three year period, he became my best friend. Yeah. We just, like on paper, the combination of me and Al never should have worked. Yeah. It was a roll of the dice by Channel 4. Yeah. It was a total anomaly, but for some reason, it clicked. Mm. I mean, I know the reason. The reason was we made each other laugh. Yeah. So humour is what brings people together. I'm a, I'm a, a big believer in that. Yeah. And me and Al just found one another funny. I mean, in my case, he's the most naturally funny man I've ever met in my life. And I love him with all my heart. And mm. we would do a series, and then... the. Literally the following day, we'd go off on holiday together. Right. And we did that after every series right. for three years. Is he, is he a character or is he, is he, like, is it, he like that? Exactly. He's the same as he? Oh, exactly the same. I mean, it can be exhausting. Because it just <laughs> never switches it off. Um, so it's a good job I found him funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's just, he's the loveliest man and I love him dearly. Excellent. But it's that thing of, it's like when you're at school, you know, yeah. I don't, don't see your primary school mates. No, now you, you just don't. You sort of you move on. You get re- you're friendly with people. Especially and blokes, blokes are terrible. Yeah, no, exactly. And blokes as well. You, you move jobs, mm. and then you might be really tight with your your current set of workmates, and then you move, mm. and then you do a new job. Yeah. So it's that kind of situation, yeah. really. I mean, I send them a message from time to time, but we don't meet up anymore, mm. which really genuinely breaks my heart yeah. Yeah, because I absolutely love him. Mm. But he's really busy. Um, 
chatty man was kind of the reason why we stopped doing the Friday Night Project because he'd done, I think, the first series and his agent at the time wanted him to just focus on chatty man, which was a bit... Which was a it was a difficult situation. It must have been really difficult for Al mm. because on a personal level, he was the first person to say to me, "Let's do another series." Because mm. right. the production company, we did seven series in the end, and the production company wanted another another series. Mm. And I I saw Al out and about at the time, and he said he'd obviously heard first that they wanted to do another one, and he said they want to do another series. I'll do it if you'll do it, mm. and I said, "Well, I'll do it if you'll do it." So we both kind of like agreed to one another yeah. that we would do another one, mm-hmm. and the channel were all like, "Oh, great, great, great!" The production company were great, 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 and then Al's agent at the time wasn't so happy about that decision right. because he thought that Al should have been focusing on Chatty, Chatty Man, and yeah. that may or may not have been the right decision. Yeah. Chatty Man's a great show; okay. it's hugely successful. Yeah. It's still on now, yeah. so he's done. I don't know more series of that than he did. It's got to be. Yeah. So not I, as good. Though. Not as good as them. Oh well, it was a different show, really. Yeah. And the, the most surprising thing is that Channel Four have never replaced it. No, they haven't. And they wanted to. And then chat shows, chat shows are over, aren't they? Yeah, chat shows. Something like what you did. Yeah, it was more like Saturday Night Live, wasn't it? The whole you know conceit of having a a guest host and we write the show around the guest and make do sketches around the guest and make tailor each individual show to whoever is hosting the show that week. Mm. And obviously Saturday Night Live has been doing that for thirty years or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's still going. And there's no reason why the Friday Night Project couldn't have continued Mm. with new people, but for whatever reason they. It just seems like. British TV just seems to get bored quickly of stuff and then they want, they want to keep changing stuff. Unless you've got Ant and Deck on board. Unless you've got Ant and Deck. I mean, a lot of it's money as well. Money is always the factor, particularly in this day and age as well, because obviously that wasn't a cheap show to make. Um, why, obviously, being in the TV world, why is why is chasing ratings so important to... Well, it's a very, very good question. We don't get money out of it. I don't even got adverts. We don't, we don't so get it's a very, very... It's not a paying public, is it? It's a very good question. And unfortunately for the likes of me, my peak, if you like, just came at the end of that period where everyone was still chasing ratings. It was all about how many viewers did that show yeah. get in that slot last night. Thank f- I came on the tail end of that because it is now changing. Mm-hmm. Because the way in which we watch television is changing yeah. greatly because of on demand, yeah. because of this amazing thing which I'm a huge fan of called Netflix yeah. and obviously Amazon Prime and all the others that are like it. They make a series, like House of Cards. They put it all up at once. You choose when you watch it. You can do a marathon and watch all 10 apps back to back. You can watch them once a week. You can Mm. do it over a weekend. The way in which we watch TV is changing. Now, I've heard the boss of Netflix UK being interviewed on the radio, and you try asking him what House of Cards gets, or Better Call Saul, Mm. in terms of figures they'll never tell you. And of course, they know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they won't tell you because they are actively trying to change right. the way we watch TV. Yeah. And the message is, viewing figures aren't important anymore. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, thank God for yeah, that. Yeah. Because that's why... I mean, good shows were never recommissioned because, you know, they weren't getting some kind of target audience. What is more important now that, like, broadcasters will talk about reach? Like, reach is really important. Like, how many people are aware of this show? How many people... Like, how many people are we reaching as opposed to how many people are sitting down together Mm. unanimously at the same time to watch the same thing? Yeah. That's changing. Thank God. But unfortunately for, for me... 
in my time, I was just on the tail end yeah, of that. Oh my goodness me! It didn't get two million. It yeah, didn't get two million. I just understand it. I don't understand the concept no. of why X Factor has straight come dancing. He is bizarre. A completely different thing. So you don't. Yeah. You either like dancing or you like. Yeah, uh, but also in, in, with regards to something like the X Factor, I mean that's a massive brand. You know, it's a brand. It's like Coca Cola. You know, those are branded shows. So. And we hear every series of the X Factor now. We hear less and less people are watching it. It's mm. the same format. I mean, mm. you know, I, I mean, I watch it. It depend uh, depending on how what your personal taste is. It's a huge show. Yeah. It's a massive brand. Mm. So I don't think they're that concerned if they lose a how million. How much do you think is kind of twisted? Like you get these stories or Louis Walsh's walked out or around like kind of trick us all stage. How much is it of it is contrived? Yeah, to get publicity the, for the, the program. It's the judges having their in in fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's partially. Well, that, well that's the genius stroke. The, that, that was Simon Cowell's genius stroke. Mm. It's not about the acts anymore, and yeah. that changed early on. It's about yeah. the judges. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a genius idea. So it no, we can no longer say really. Oh man, you never hear of like uh, Steve Brookstein, you know, the yeah. first minute or. Rich regularly reminds me and Mike of that because we actually <laughs> like The X Factor and Rich hates it. All right, okay, no one with you, I like it. I like <laughs> it's it. It's easy to watch, but I mean, yeah. you do look at these people and you think, no one, well, about two people might have had success. People win it, no one has major success. Well, what the, what the, what the, what the, what the people Lewis that win it, achieved, I mean, yeah. it has not the winners, but that mm. show undoubtedly has produced worldwide superstars. Can't argue with that, Rich. Two examples yeah. One Direction yeah. and Little Mix. Oh, yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. Superstars. One Direction bigger mm. than the Beatles, so uh, <laughs> definitely true. Yeah. That's definitely so. True. I mean, it's not about winning. It's not even about. And it, well, it's not even about the acts that are taking part. Mm. It's about the judges, mm. and that was his master stroke. What winds me up having two young daughters is that's going to be when they look back in twenty years time. That's going to be their musical tastes. Whereas someone like me and you, kind of like you know, you've got oh, people done the done the circuits, done broke popular music. Everything into it. I, I now is a throw, it's just throwaway songs with the word love in it. And I tend to disagree. I think that yes. good. I, I, I think, Come on. I think the, I think, <laughs> I, the rich has the, just walked out of stake of the art. The good stuff always shines. The good stuff always comes through. So there are still uh, kids, if you like, you know, uh, now. You know, getting into David Bowie and getting into the Sex Pistols. Is that because the parents? Rub it down their throat like I do. I yeah, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose it's just influence of of parents and family and older siblings and you know there's still and just, just radio still and podcasts as well. Yeah. This is another great way that radio is changing, like what you guys are doing. I listen Bristol's to Bristol's number one podcast. There you go, yeah. deservedly so. I listen to podcasts <laughs> far more than I listen to listen to live radio. Yep. Yeah. And you know I I work for two radio stations. You know and all I'm I'm not playing. What you're hearing is there even a chart anymore? Does it exist? Download chart. Mm. I'm not playing what kids, if you like, might be listening to. Are you given you given a playlist, or is it your kind of? No, I I, I well, uh, the show I've just started. Or I do two shows in Manchester. That's playlisted, but it's all classic rock, all right. so it's all playlisted to my taste. Yeah, nice. So it's all Beatles and Stones and yeah. uh, Nirvana and Pearl Jam. So yeah. it's my music. Uh, which is why I'm doing it. Uh, but the other show that I do for a Fubar, uh, there's no playlist whatsoever, so I can play whatever I like. Okay. Um, so it's still out there. So mm. the good stuff finds a way. It just it appears that we're saturated by uh, disposable it is, marketing uh, rubbish. And yeah, but I mean, really, it's only sort of through mainstream TV on like a Saturday night in there's still plenty of other places and things going on out there that you can that are there to be discovered but when I've written your book you kind of had the same kind of 
it's not like I was born in 71, so a little bit yeah. older than you, but yeah. his Saturday nights was Morecambe Wise, Tommy Cooper, yeah, Morecambe Indy, Jake's Hazard. Yeah, completely. It just seems like ITV family is just one big... It's yeah. the same person hosting it, the same uh, yeah. guests. It's the same guests that were on X Factor. They're all like one big well, you know, it's, 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 showcasing their own kind of... I know. You know what's slightly ironic about that, though, with the, with the way TV has changed? And, and you'll remember this because we're of a similar age. So we grew up loving... I still love Cannon and Ball. Yeah. Laugh me a laugh, grin me a grin. Genius. So Saturday night, it was genius. Cannon and Ball, Saturday night telly, obviously you had the, you had the two Ronnies, and then later it was Ted Rogers in 3-2-1, which I love with all my heart, yeah. and it was Bullseye on a Sunday, and it was Cannon, and it was all of that very mainstream entertainment. And then you know... It's almost like the act you get in the... Exactly. The, the, the Phoenix Lights kind of club. So it's, it's yeah. Kind of, it's and them giving them their exactly. big break, isn't it? And that's the, point I'm, that's the point I'm making. For years, people were saying, oh, Variety is dead. There's no variety on TV anymore. It's all alternative comics, and it's all uh, home DIY shows, and it's yeah. all cooking. And there's people that I've worked with that I've met, old school entertainers, uh, entertainers lovely Keith Harris in Orville, mm. who's sadly no longer with us. When we did a show about ventriloquism, yeah. went up to Blackpool and he helped me with my venting. Mm. I was awful. But I remember Keith saying, well, you just can't get on TV anymore. Yeah. Unless you're a cook or unless you're doing home DIY, you can't get on TV anymore. Right. Because that's what... So we were all moaning about the fact that variety is dead. Mm. What is our television schedule filled with now at the weekend? Yeah. Variety. Yeah. And what are we doing? Moaning. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, think, it's, it's, I don't, think, I don't think it's full of variety, though. It is. At Saturday night telly is full of... What's just come back? Biggest show in, in the country. BGT. BGT. Yeah. So if you watched it Saturday night, I saw an awesome magician. I saw yeah, a sensational Russian sword swallower. Mm. I saw acrobatics. I saw a girl breakdancing. I saw a 12-year-old girl mm. sing uh, f- uh, the song from Wicked, good, Defying yeah. Gravity. Yeah. I've got goosebumps now. Yeah. That was our mainstream Saturday night TV, mm. Saturday Just Gone. But when you fast forward to the final say, it's going to be something that Carol can make money out of, isn't it? It'd be singing, it'd be well, more like a magician. Well, it could be a young year. singer. Or be a... Well, yeah, well, no, but having said, but again, I'll, I'll always argue this point, because the runner-up last year was Jamie Raven. Yeah, now, to go back, to my, I'm a huge Magic fan. Mm. Now, Jamie Raven, who was managed, managed by a guy called... Uh, Russ Stevens, who himself was an amazing illusionist, mm. had the best magic show in the country for years up in Blackpool. Russ Stevens is employed, because I listen to this brilliant magic podcast, Russ right. Stevens is employed, if you like, by Britain's Got Talent yeah. to fund awesome magicians to put into the show. Right. That's pretty much his job, as far as I'm aware, because yeah. I've heard him interviewed. Yeah. So Jamie Raven gets on the show, You know, he makes a helicopter vanish. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Raven now leaves Britain got, Britain's Got Talent and he joins um, one of the big touring magic shows that's going around the country. Mm. He was runner-up. So we're seeing primetime magic yeah. get to the final stages of the big, big TV talent show. And the year before that, James Moore as well. And I've actually met James Moore because I um, met him on a cruise and he was entertaining on a cruise. Yeah. And um, he's off in Australia touring as part of the, the magicians and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, those sorts of acts are... I think that was that what you've said there, Rich, was, was recognised that it was all singers and that sort of thing getting yeah. to the final. And everyone was like, well, that's what the X Factor is for. That's what the voice that's is right. for. We want right. to see more variety. Well, I think I think see more. And, and we do. We, yeah. I think we see more magic. It, it became, and the dog as well. There's a lot of singing and then it became all dance troops. You know, nice... Cute, yeah, cute little kids. Well done for them. But I've yeah. seen it, seen it, seen it. Yeah, no, there was a lot of yeah, yeah. there was a lot of dance troops. There was, but yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I, I my point is I suppose is just that for 
I know everyone banging on about Variety's Dead, Variety's Dead, Variety's mm. Dead. And now our primetime TV schedules are, are, are filled with Variety acts. But Palladium's back acts. as well. Palladium's back. I, I guess like any era of music fan, they're quite precious about their own era, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, no, completely, completely. Or comedy, like I grew up watching comic strip presents things like that. Me I, too. I'm thinking, there's so many kids aren't even going to know this even existed. And but with the with power of yeah. YouTube, yeah, I, could, no, you know, I guess my parents get linked would say the same it. thing, wouldn't yeah. they? So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's just precious for that like, era. I, I, I think you are. I mean, you know, obviously, like mid, late eighties in particular, mid to late eighties, particularly the later eighties, the charts were filled with Stock Aiken and Waterman. So you could say oh man late 80s all we were hearing was Stock Aiken and Waterman Stock Aiken and Waterman well that's all we were hearing on the pop music chart and you know that's all we were seeing on the chart show TV remember the chart show yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday mornings Sorry, yeah. and we were seeing mostly Stock Aiken and Waterman Stock Aiken and Waterman but you know for my money the best album of the 1980s is Appetite for Destruction so Guns N' Roses were still and there and only 19 Guns okay. N' Roses <laughs> so, so, so I suppose the point I'm trying to make is through a sea, and it's exactly the same now, through a sea of what we might think is just disposable rubbish, the great stuff is still there, and I still found it, yeah. and you still found it, and our kids will still yeah. will still find it. It's still there. Mm. It's just we, we see this saturation of, oh, my goodness me, it's rubbish, it's rubbish, mm. rubbish. But the good stuff is still happening, and the good stuff is still out there. And also, there's so many more channels now, both in radio and television, yeah. that are catering for vastly different tastes mm. and podcasts. Mm. Like, whatever your proclivities are, whatever you're into, you can find something yeah, out there that, you can find that really, really easy. Mm. Like cater free. I mean, we've all got the internet. Just, just look for it on yeah. the internet. It will pop up mm. literally straight away. Mm. It's much easier. But I, I take your point. We are precious. I think about yeah. our own eras and yeah. yeah. I think about I mean, Saturday nights for me was like um, Noel's house party and things like that. Bloody. Things which I they're classics. I think you could bring up. You just just yeah. show repeats and I still watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that would work in this in this climate? I wouldn't want it to be crinkly bottom. Well, I've heard a, a rumour that that might be coming back. Bring it back. Uh, I've heard a rumour that that might be coming back to ITV. Well, just not that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I've, I've heard that it, I've heard that there's a good chance Noel House Party will be returning to ITV, but right. Noel Evans won't be hosting it. Well, that's will they still be called Noel's House Party? Uh, <laughs> uh, it'd be Dermot Leary. Noel's House Party. Noel Fielding. Okay, so obviously... Next up, we had Bring Back. Yes. Um, so a couple of our favourites uh, we've got written down: Star Wars, big Star Wars fan, yeah. which is which is back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dallas, I think that came back eventually. It did. Yeah, it did. Uh, Green Chill probably Love didn't, Green didn't come back, but yeah, that was my era as well. Yeah, too, people, yeah. people just miss Bring Back. Absolutely. Kind of, yeah. And A Team was classic. Coming on to our first question from a listener. Yes. Oh, okay. The, the A Team. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to read this out from it's from Ian Starr. Yeah. So thanks, Ian, for sending the question. It looked this is A Team. Yeah. It looked really hard getting them together, especially Dirk Benedict. Yeah. Um, where he where he, was, he felt he was rushed or something. Um, I think only two bothered to show up. Yes, How right. difficult are these shows to make? Do you have to pay them, or are they glad of the exposure? And then there's a bit of a bit about Mr. T as well. Okay. Uh, th- are we going to save the Mr. T? Yeah, we'll save that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he deserves his own special. <laughs> um, th- okay, so they are incredibly difficult to make. Mm. Uh, they were very hard work, mostly for the production team that would work, I don't know, maybe for, for up to three months right. before they even 
uh, drop me in. Yeah. Um, to, to, to run in and jump to, into cars, yeah, to jump bonnets. into cars, dive across <laughs> bonnets, uh, fall out the back of cars, which, <laughs> might, which happened once. Uh, yeah. Um, really difficult to make, amazing fun to do. I mean, a dream, dream job uh, for anyone you yeah. know, from our era in particular. Although a lot of these things are still hugely successful now, of course. Yeah. Um, very, very expensive. Uh, there are people that just didn't want to know. Mm. Um, there are people that obviously did want to know. Yeah. And then after the initial uh, hit, as we uh, call it, or the, or the doorstep or the, mm. the chase, yeah. there would always be that bit that you wouldn't see off camera where after I made the approach, there would be a negotiation and a, right, okay. you know, can we do this yeah, and all yeah. of that. Um, so needless to say, uh, they were incredibly expensive shows to make, right. uh, which is why... Um, uh, we stopped making them, much to my chagrin. They were incredibly popular, though. I mean, yeah. Oh, hugely obviously, popular. Obviously, with you from Bristol, literally yeah. everyone I spoke to had, had watched it, and I'm sure yeah. that's the same nationwide. What well, were, the, were the figures? Oh, huge, great? huge. I mean, what was the sort of peak? Uh, the, the the most successful one. Not that we're chasing ratings. Was, no, no, not at all. <laughs> the <laughs> most. What is interesting about that? Because the <laughs> most successful one that we did in terms of ratings. Uh, was bring back the eighteen, okay. and that got three million, right. which may not sound like a lot compared no. to a lot of other yes. things. But for enough, for a channel, well, that would most weeks on, pardon me, most weeks on channel four these days, mm. that would be the number one show yeah. that week. Yeah. And even at the time, so talking about reach and share, I remember channel four were most enamoured by the fact that not just that it got three million. But it won its slot, so whatever it was up against yeah. on the other channels, right. it beat all of the other shows. And the audience share was something like 19% or something. Excellent. It's like a massive show. And it's not the sort of show that you can churn out week on week, is it? Oh, no, you can no. Because there's so much work that goes into them. They're yeah. so expensive to do. And just, you know, trying to track these people down. Where are they all? Where do we think they're going to mm. be? How? I saw a compare. Do you remember This Is Your Life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I compare Bring Back, in terms of going after the people, yeah. as... Uh, Something similar to what yeah, they must have this to do is. That. Your, yeah. yeah, like I'll give you an example. So when we were doing Bring Back Star Wars, mm. when I was going after Warwick Davis, yeah. we went to his house and I literally went through the neighbor's garden and I leaped over the 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 fence. Mm. And Warwick Davis. Thankfully, he was a fan of Bring Back. And I was going to say, yeah, he, yeah, he would probably be one of the easier ones. Oh, he ones, loved surely. it. He loved it. Yeah. But now his lovely wife Sam, I think, like everyone in his family knew that I was coming. Right. The only person, obviously, most importantly, that knew nothing <laughs> about it was Warwick Davis. Yeah. So, and that's what they used to do with This yeah. Is Your Life. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. They yeah, like sang out family mm. members. Yeah. And that's what we would do, you know, because obviously most of them, the later ones, were all done in America. Mm. So obviously me and a crew of like... I mean, it's a small crew, it's about mm. six or seven of us. Yeah. We're not all going to board a flight to Los Angeles, mm. like having absolutely no idea. Yeah, yeah. no, no, well, like, no promises or anything. I genuinely never knew. I never knew. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea, and I didn't want to know. Right. Um, so I remember when we were doing Star Wars, I genuinely believed with all my heart that I'd get Hamill. I was convinced mm. I'd get Hamill, mm. and I was absolutely devastated when I didn't get yeah, it. Sure, yeah. it uh, you could tell you the passion and the want and the drive yeah. came across well, that's really what, well. I guess that's why they hid it from you, wouldn't it? Because yeah. if you knew Absolutely. you're having this person. Yeah. You were, as a massive Star Wars fan as well, which you said you are, yeah. just doing that, that just is a, literally a dream to oh, go. Oh, it was a dream. And Channel 4 initially turned it down. And I, 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 really? I, I got it commissioned. Oh, okay. Because I was Probably. under contract, yeah. And every year after... 
Oh, it's amazing. We, the Green Jill was the first one we did. Yeah. And that was a televised pilot. So that could have that could have been the only one that we mm. ever did. So we did Green Jill. Should have been Spandau Ballet and that fell apart. So we supposed to do Green Jill. <laughs> right. So, uh, Similar. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we did Just Say No because they wanted to keep a musical theme. Yeah, and that's yeah, why right, we yeah. focused on the Just Say No. That was a carryover from Spandau Ballet. So right. well, let's keep it musical but yeah. why don't we do Green Jill? Right. It's sort of like tick two boxes, music and... More people to find as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, huge. <laughs> So we did that. That went out. And that was that again. That got you know, two point two million or something. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Oh my, it was huge! It's a hit! It's a hit! It's a hit!" So this was a dream phone call. I think it was a phone call. It was a dream conversation mm. where my bosses at Channel Four at the time said, "Right, what else do you want to do?" Mm. They said, I'll "Tell you what, why don't you go and write a list of all your favourite TV shows yeah. and then give us the list?" I'm not kidding. That happened. Yeah. So I'm going right. Okay, eighteen, Fall Guy, Knight Rider, Miami Vice. Yeah. Um, Airwolf, Cheers was one of my... So I write them all down, and I hand that list in, and initially, they... This is how expensive Bring Back the Eighteen was. They commissioned four. They said, right, we'll do, we'll do four. Mm. And they want, the Eighteen was the one that leapt off the page. They all went, Eighteen, that's brilliant, that's the one. That was right at the top of my list. Yeah. We'll do the Eighteen. Yeah. That became so difficult, and so time-consuming, and so expensive... Mm. That four became three. <laughs> yeah, became and then, yeah, two. and then the other two are the two that no one remembers. One was bring back the one hit wonders yeah. and bring back the Christmas number one. Yeah, because we haven't had a proper Christmas hit Christmas for years. We still haven't. So the reason why we did those two much smaller scale operations yeah. is because the eighteen was so huge. Yeah, that's funny that you should say that because I was obviously looking on Wikipedia, looking at the shows. Yeah. and I saw the Christmas number that's one. That's right. Yeah. And I, I I couldn't remember. No, no one and remembers I, it. I'm sure I would have watched it. Yeah, as well. it was sort of buried. Did it? Honestly, it went out on Boxing. Didn't Maybe it? it was like yeah, Christmas whenever it was on Boxing was Day or, or Christmas Eve or something. Yeah, yeah. and well, it uh, wasn't as easy in those that day no. to find no like, for a player or whatever no, it's called. That's right, exactly, exactly. For me, bring back is a kind of show that Netflix should commission again. I or at least put them on there. Yeah, yeah. well, we still talk. I've mean, Yeah, I've had a couple of I've had a couple of format uh, conversations. It's probably boring to listen, but I've had a couple of conversations, more than a couple actually, about. The possibility of doing it again, revisiting mm. it, and who right. owns the format now, and yeah. that would all be quite convoluted because uh, the production, the original production company, aren't involved anymore, and mm. then the old executive started a company with another guy, and then they split, and then So TV came in, which is Graham Norton's company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with his executive producer, a lovely man called Graham Stewart, but then So TV has now become part of the ITV Studios family. So, so there's a bit of confusion as to who who's got the format rights and how would it work. And, yeah. uh, but if have, you if you did bring it back, yeah. what would you like to bring back? The Goonies. Yes. And I've written, I've written the Goonies here. <laughs> yeah, the Goonies. Because the Goonies was actually written on Wikipedia, yeah. and then it said never made. Yeah, no, so, we um, never did it. So it's twenty year anniversary. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, I think yeah. they did. I think they did get together, and I saw a picture of was some it, of them. It was eighty five. No, eighty five. Wasn't it? The 30, yeah, thirty years. years then. So, so, no, actually, so maybe last year they celebrated. 30 years was it? Yeah. I, think so, yeah. I know there was an anniversary. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and I was lucky enough to actually go to um, Astoria where it was oh, you're filmed. And I did the Goonies tour. You went to the house? Went to the house. Did, did a, you, see, you can't see it? Did the truffle shuffle. Yeah. This, oh. was, um, this was five, six, seven, seven years ago. Well, you know the current owners of the house have covered it in tarpaulin. Are they? Yeah. So stop you, you, yeah. you going. So yeah, they're I was, so I must sick. Have got there just in time. Then. Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know whether it's fairly recent owners. Right. And maybe the previous owners love the fact that they were living in the Goonies yeah. house. I'm not sure. Yeah. But if you look online now, it was a story a couple of months ago. Yeah. They've covered it, 
So they're literally living under blue soil. Surely, surely you'd rather have people... Yeah, no, if you didn't want right, right, right. Why, yeah. why live there? Sounds like uh, an episode <laughs> of Breaking Bad, so it's probably yeah, a crystal we, meth factory. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. they've covered it in blue tarp, right. so you cannot, you can't see the house, which yeah. is awful. But no, it was, it, was, it was amazing to go and see all the sites and see where one eye Willie's ship came out. Oh, the I love it. That sort of stuff. Sele- the selection of programme, which is, I think made 18 such a best one, is... Yeah. After that 18, no one really wanted to do anything else except for Mr. T, was it? Yeah, that's, well... That's what people want to know. They want to know... And exactly what yeah. these people are doing now. Yeah, yeah so exactly. The, so the Mr. T, right. Mr. T point was, yeah. why did Mr. T want none of it? Um, and have you heard any of Mr. T's music? Uh, I've not heard his music. Mr. T was more than happy... Well, more than happy. Uh, <laughs> it was happy in the end right. to give me the interview. So obviously I, I tracked him down, yeah, and I, I got Mr. T for about an hour and a half of his time in a hotel room. Yeah. And it was Remember. literally the day before we were due to fly back. Mm. So in the case of Mr. T, because obviously George Peppard had passed away, yeah. I got Murdoch, yeah. I got Face, I got uh, Stephen Kennelly, the the creator of the 18. Yeah. And, uh, and some of the women as got, well. Yeah, I got, uh, I got uh, was it Tonya or Amy? It was Tonya. Yeah. Got Tonya. Uh, we got uh, Colonel Decker. Mm. So we got loads of people. General Fulbright from season five. Got we got we, I did really, really well. But obviously with no chance of getting George Pepper just passed away. I mean, the, the star, and this is why Mr. T and George Pepper yeah. never got on, the star of the show was Mr. T. Yeah. Yeah. He was a phenomenal a phenomenon. I had him on a lunchbox. You know, he was yeah. merchandising. He was huge, huge, mm. huge, huge, huge. And the day before, we said, like, okay, we can't go home without getting Mr. T. Mm. So that was a contract negotiation. Right. So uh, let's just call his agent. Yeah, yeah. How much does he want paying? Yeah. We'll just, if we can afford it, we'll pay him yeah. so we can at least have an interview. Yeah. And thank goodness that's what happened. Mm. And he was amazing. Mm. I opened the door to him and obviously we're filming every moment, <laughs> which I think he they probably would have made him aware of. They would have said, look, the second you walk in the door, we're going to be filming you. So he comes in, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I never met a camera I didn't like. Mm, yeah. And he's throwing, have you seen those Mr. T pockets? No. Where you, you know those little pockets where you push a button, you get sound effects? Oh, right, yeah. So oh, it's right, Mr. Yeah, T yeah. pockets, so yeah. you push a button, yeah, 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 yeah. Push another button, pin a fool, pin a fool. So he comes and he's literally throwing, he's got so a back So he didn't have to speak at all, he just had yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. How was it? So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's throwing them out, and he's, he's brought in merch, and he was phenomenal. Yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> and I had this question. I don't know if you've got time for... Carry for, on. Yeah, I suppose one of my favourite stories, but I had this... I asked everyone else. I asked Murdoch. I asked Face. What are my chances of getting Mr. T? Because this is when we weren't going to get him. Yeah. I had no idea that we were ever going to get him. And I went, well, we don't know. We don't know. It's going to be difficult. I said, what is he like? Is he, is he scary? Is he intimidating? And, I, and they both said, um, if you get him laughing, you're on to a winner. Right, if you get okay. him laughing, you're all right. Because he actually... Laughs like a like a young girl. It's like a tease. <laughs> this big strong yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Get him laughing, you'll be fine. And Dirk Benedict said to me, because I was asking all the others about why they didn't get on Mr. T in particular and George Peppard, what was that all about? Because there was reportedly a three-month period 
where Mr. T and George Peppard would not communicate directly. Because mm. they both wanted to be the star? No, uh, George Peppard wanted to be the star. Yeah. Mr. T, lovely, lovely, lovely guy mm. who became the star. Right. Okay. So it was all about Peppard. Yeah. It was all about George Peppard. Mm. Couldn't get his head around the fact, who's this guy? Yeah. He'd done Rocky Three. Yeah. Who's yeah. this? Who's this? I'm the star. I'm the Hollywood. I was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. I'm a Hollywood legend. Who's this dude? <laughs> and of course, Mr. T became yeah. the star, much to Peppard's chagrin. Yeah. And obviously, George Peppard's not around to defend himself. Well, or, just it's say it's that, a, diff- yeah. a difficult thing. But these were the stories that I was being told yeah. by Face and Murdoch and everyone else connected to Stephen Kennelly, who's mm. not around anymore. Uh, other people connected to the show. So um, I think it was Dirk Benedict, when I'm asking him about this bad relationship between Mr. T and George Peppard, Benedict said, if you get Mr. T, ask him about the white picket fence. Ask him what happened in front of the white picket fence. Right. I said, what's that? He said, well, ask him. I said, oh, okay, right, brilliant. Could have been this new writer. no. So, bearing in mind, they, George Peppard would say, now we're sitting across a table and we're, what, two feet apart? Mm. So, uh, George Peppard would say to, like, a runner, and Mr. T would be standing two, three feet away from him, would you ask Mr. T if in it... (laughs) And then Mr. T would have to look at the runner and say, uh, would you tell Mr. Peppard? Because Mr. T would always call George Peppard Mr. Peppard, always. I don't know, it was like a... I think he said it was like a respect thing, you know. And that's how they communicated for three months, until White Picket Fence Day. Right. So I get Mr. T and I said, I said, T, can I, can I ask you? Just, just T now. Yeah, I asked him that off the bat. I said, what can I just call me Mr. <laughs> T or T? He said, call me T, brother, call me T. <laughs> I said, T, can I ask uh, what happened in front of the white picket fence? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after three months of not communicating directly mm. with George Peppard, Mr. T obviously thought this is, this is pathetic. Mm. So he comes out of his trailer mm. and uh, says to George Peppard, Mr. Peppard, and just does the finger, you know, mm. can, I, can I have a word? Mm. So George Peppard and Mr. T walk away, walk off set, they're on location, walk away from the location, mm. and everyone is watching because they've not spoken directly for three months, and everyone stops dead, what, what's happening here, what's going on? And they go away and they stand in front of a white picket fence, okay. and no one knew what was said, right. and Mr. T told me... Yeah that he said to George Peppard, be a man. <laughs> be a man. Like, knock this shit off. Yeah. And that was it. Absolutely fine after that. Wow. And that's what Mr. T said to George Peppard in front of a white picket fence, yeah. and no one ever knew. And I said, T, what happened in front of the white picket fence? And he said, and he told you. be a man. Yeah. Excellent. I'll never wow. forget that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Can yeah. I nip another couple of questions? You carry on, Just, mate. Um, yeah. Stick it... <laughs> no. Yeah. Stick into back... Uh, bring back... Yes, sir. Um... I'm assuming most people wanted payment, but yes. did you yeah. get any who didn't and were just happy to take part? Yeah, I'm quite sure. I mean, obviously, I wasn't involved in, uh, personally yeah. in negotiations for mm. fees. I was far too concerned about my own fee because <laughs> 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 uh, that was a negotiation you know, in yeah. itself. Um, but uh, no, I didn't get, but absolutely, that's what made the show really expensive contributors' mm. fees. Yeah. Because, of course, I mean, Larry Hagman is going to want paying for his time Mr T's going to want paying for his time yeah. uh, I would assume Carrie Fisher is going to want paying the great Leonard Nimoy breaks my heart that he's not around anymore because that yeah. was one of my highlights um, I, I can speak for everybody uh, but I know obviously contributors fees were involved mm. and I know one or two of them were paid a, a lot mm. of money for their yeah. time I'm sure those who, who were kind of hit <clears throat> rock bottom 
Use it as some sort of exposure, especially yeah. your green chill kids who kind of yeah. I mean, not yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. You would imagine different so. Levels, yeah, it? no, it's different levels, and not not. Uh, I'm. I think I'm right in saying not everybody was 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 paid for their yeah. time. Uh, certainly not in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when we got to the stage where we're doing the A Team in Dallas and yeah. Star Wars. Uh, then obviously there was always an off-camera negotiation. Mm. And I say this, if we go back to the, the original pilot what, when it should have been Spandau Ballet, yeah. I mean, they, I was given a dossier, uh, a really thick, like the equivalent of a yellow pages, mm. to bone up on Spandau Ballet. And then they realised at the time, obviously, there was litigation amongst the members of the band, yeah. and eventually, of course, they, they did decide to, to reform. But the issue was, my... Producers, my production team realised Spandau Ballet, they were never going to reform for a fat, airy Bristolian. <laughs> they were going to reform on their own terms yeah. for like mm. millions of pounds yeah. when they could sort their own issues out. So, likewise, when you're doing the A team or any of the other bringbacks, I mean, it's all well and good some guy running up with a camera crew mm. and literally laying down in the road if you're Sue Ellen, <laughs> you know, like pretending to be a speed bump, going, oh, you were Sue Ellen, Linda Gray, Linda Gray. Well, obviously, there's, a, there's a, a moment off camera after Linda Gray, for example, has said, yeah, all right, I'll give you an interview, where she's going to say, well, all right, I'll do it, mm. but, you know... So inevitably, that yeah. that sort of took place. Otherwise, we, I'm quite sure we wouldn't have got any bomb. Yeah. yeah, I suppose um, Green Chill was easier. Like Roland, there'd be a, a tenner and a couple of pasties, and it'd be happy. Well, maybe you would have made a packet of biscuits, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Eric and Mustafa, what a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. But I, I don't know. But of course, that's the, uh, that was a job for the production yeah, exactly. team, not the presenters. On so. the Star Wars one, were your opinions, because obviously it's your favourite film, Yeah. were your opinions of any of the people soured based on how they were with you? Uh, no, not at all. No. My, my my opinion. I mean, I already held Carrie Fisher in the highest regard, yeah. and that just went through the roof. She after seems quite wacky. Oh, she she's on, amazing. She was on, uh, Jonathan Ross. Wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, a couple of weeks that's right. She was. I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, but, and Graham yeah. Norton. She was on. And Graham Norton. She was amazing on Graham Norton. She's, yeah. uh, she's phenomenal. I loved her. So the best thing about that day, can I? If you want to, yeah, 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 Carrie Fisher. Okay, so we go to her house, and she it. lives in Bette Davis's old. Like mm. Hollywood's, mm. It's, I, mean, I wouldn't call it a mansion. It's just a, it's a big house. Mm, you know, yeah, that's the bit I remember from that show really vividly. Yeah. You were at her house. At, I went, got flowers. I managed to talk. I buzzed the gate. So I remember I, we went to the Osborne's. Never, never got through the gate. Right. I got screamed at by a security guard. <laughs> I can't, probably can't say that because I'd have to swear. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you've got the facility to bleep it. Well. But well, right. needless to say, a security guard went, get off the property! Get off the property! And like, he meant it, you yeah, know. I'm sure. Uh, that was it, the old <laughs> So uh, Carrie Fisher, a lovely lady, uh, hello, I think it was an assistant. Uh, we've got delivery for Carrie, got flowers. Anyway, I got in through the gate, uh, go up to the door, and Carrie Fisher was just a dream. Yeah. It was the most beautiful day in Los Angeles, and, and my mate, uh, Vinny, the cameraman, Obviously wanted to make the most of the weather and the setting. She had this beautiful garden with all of this Hollywood history. Debbie Reynolds, her mum, lived next door. So Debbie Reynolds, famous actress from yeah. uh, Singing in the Rain. So as we were shooting, Debbie Reynolds drove by and like, gave us a wave. <laughs> so, it was just like, completely surreal. surreal yeah. So the setup took about 90 minutes. So whilst my camera guy, my mate Vinny and uh, Jimmy the Sangman were setting up for the interview, I had 90 minutes on my own with Carrie Fisher. She gave me the full tour of the house, told me for a fan the most amazing things 
about the people involved, about yeah. Harrison, well, about this, this Hamill, is off camera. Isn't it? Off camera. I think she, the, worked, she worked her way through uh, the whole set. She was saying on, on, on Jonathan Ross. <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly comment <laughs> about that. But she 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 told me uh, things that she then asked me not to. Right, okay. uh, that she couldn't say on camera. So don't. Like that. For example, so, that, so she don't, said it on Jonathan Ross. Well, that I, I think she was, <laughs> I honestly think that was just probably a flippant joke. Right. Okay. That, that's not the impression that I got uh, okay. uh, uh, at all. Right. Uh, but there. Please, please don't sue us. Uh, no. But there. Uh, uh, genuinely, that I didn't get that impression at yeah, all she yeah. never said anything like that to me but she did tell me some fascinating things for a Star Wars fan mm. that, I, that I gave her my word that I wouldn't yeah. uh, repeat and even if she exclusive coming up everybody <laughs> but even if she'd have been forthcoming in the in the interview for various legal reasons we, we, we probably couldn't have yeah. used it anyway and, yeah. but needless to say Mark Hamill is a truly fascinating character yeah. and I desperately desperately would have loved to have uh, to have met him uh, because I think it's well documented and very well known that first time around he had a really difficult time uh, with Star Wars yeah. and I think becoming what, the fame? Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and you know, was it, I mean, what was he? Nineteen or he was twenty-one? Yeah. And Carrie was nineteen or the, yeah. the other way around. They were both so so young. Mm. And the whole saga is about him. And he's watching this much older guy. I think Harrison Ford. I think was thirty-one at the time. Mm. Suddenly become a superstar. Yeah. Um, and I think that was probably very difficult for, yeah. for a very, very young man okay. uh, to, to deal with. Um, and then for, for many years, you, you couldn't even get him to speak about Star Wars. I mean, not so long ago, he was at the convention selling his autograph, you mm. know. So, uh, But I think clearly he's come to terms with it now, thank yeah. God. Yeah. Um, in I've never seen him in whatever, whatever film. He's in a Kingsman. Yeah, uh, yet, Kingsman, Kingsman, and he did uh, Slipstream, which was another George Lucas produced oh. sci fi. Came back to do Slipstream. Um, what was the film? Was he did your favourite show, Ant and Dex, set in Ice Yeah, Age, right? yeah he, <laughs> did, he did. I like on tape somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just quick, we're at the hour mark. Yeah. Um, so, we're 15 more minutes, if that's all right. Of course, take your time, this um, is great. And JLC is. Yes. Uh, talking for all of us, yeah. my highlight of that yeah. was Archie's exercises. Oh, thanks very much. Oh, <laughs> my little dude's exercises. So the tree, the windowsill, yeah. the satellite. The satellite. Where's the fitness DVD? Yeah, I know we should do one. How old is he now? He's 10. Right. He'll be 11 in May. I've got two little boys, yeah. so I've been with them this whole weekend. Um, so, yeah, Archie's exercises. I still go on to YouTube and I watch those clips all the time. Yeah, they're on Someone's YouTube. Someone's put it on and like, I yeah. think they might have filmed that. That's right. Well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the satellite, the tree. And I think what made that funny for me yeah. is obviously the Bristolian accent. Yeah. It just looked, looked like I was in my lounge at home yeah. playing with my brother. That's right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like him just doing all yeah. these exercises. Absolute class. Oh, thank you so much. Absolute oh, class. thank you so much. <laughs> what but, do I do um, for the satellite, Oris? We just stand really still yeah. and then just go up into space. <laughs> no, yeah, and he was like, was there yeah. someone sort of off camera that he was sort of looking at for sort yeah. of some reassurance? Well, that uh, that series is actually the series that we, we did seven of those for Sky One. Yeah, so I've got the, uh, Wrestler, Surfer, yeah. Ballroom, Tempin, High dive, West End star, darts. You say darts? darts as yeah, well. yeah. That's the that's the series that I'm most proud of. Excellent. Yeah, Clyde Arms. Oh, yeah. Clyde Arms. Yeah. What was your favourite one of those? If you had to pick, and is there any oh. you still do? I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I I played Bobby George at darts last Saturday night. Oh, excellent. At, uh, 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 Legends event in uh, Clapham in in London. He hammered me, but I did finally get my first th- uh, 180, although the third dart bounced down. Uh, <laughs> but I, Bobby said I could, it still bounced. Yeah, yeah, he said keep it. Um, my favourite, that's a tough one, probably have to be West End. Yeah. 
because that was obviously you went on yeah to Chicago actually, yeah, yeah that ignited a passion for me yeah I only did three shows and as a result of that they asked me to, to actually be in it like no, proper like would you, would you actually do a three month run yeah. and I couldn't I was so busy at the time and then about six months later they came back and said can you do it now I said I'm so sorry I still can't do it uh, but then ultimately, a few years, couple, two years later, three years later, I, I went into Rock of Ages. Yeah. But that series, it was, that's my favourite job, that. I love yeah, it. My favourite bit of the series is the ventriloquist. When you had, you had the old bloke, didn't you? It was that old bloke. Yeah. He, just, just the ending bit, you were sat on the side of the swimming pool. When well, I'm trying to drown him. Yeah, yeah <laughs> trying to drown him, yeah. That was the convention crasher for that Channel 4. Brilliant. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, that puppet was given to me. It belonged to uh, Paul Zerdin, who just won America's Got Talent last year. Oh, right. uh, brilliant comic ventriloquist I think he's got a show in Vegas now I think uh, but that was his puppet and it was made by Henson it was a Henson All puppet right. owned by Paul Zerdin and uh, I started working with Paul Zerdin earlier on early on and then I sort of moved on to uh, Keith Harris and uh, I said to Zerdin have you got any like a spare puppet knocking about yeah. and he gave me that old man I think I called him I think I made him a doctor didn't I, I <laughs> Dr. Glenn Denning I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, excellent. And you talk about a little bit about your singing then. Oh yeah, obviously that's one of the things you're quite famous for. Tom Jones. Oh yeah. Neil Diamond. Oh, Rich is actually um, quite a proficient at Neil Diamond as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I went to. A, <laughs> oh, let's uh, hear it, Rich. Can I, I hear it? Can't do it now. Yeah, you don't yeah, know. Well, you, and you can join in. Well, just no, because I need the whole build up. Why do you see America? Coming America. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's not my. I can't join in on that one. It's the right, sir. We've been travelling far. It's beautiful. Without a home, but not without a star. <laughs> oh, like, in the it's, all, it's the whole. It's, uh, it's the <laughs> neat process. Yeah, I yeah, oh, love it. But you know, Oldland Common very well. Yeah, a, of course, I know. Uh, yeah. Crane Horse at top of Cowhorn Hill. Okay, yeah. That's St- your stumbled across the karaoke there. Oh, beautiful. And it's. I don't know how the locals might take it. So you okay. When you're on the road stage. Of course they did. And what's not to love? It's awesome. I was yeah. just on YouTube the other day, uh, last night yeah. and I saw your rendition on the Chris Moore show of Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did, yeah That's I did. on YouTube. Oh, that yeah. was, um, and that Green, was Green Grass was on there yeah, as well. What's Chris Moore like? Oh, he's my friend. Yeah, because that's his radio show for me because I started listening when I was about 15. Yes. And I listened until the end. And yeah. it's so, such a shame he left. Yeah. And it's just the best show because he wouldn't stick to the rules. He no, that's do what right. he wants to do. That's he's what a maverick. Enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good friend of mine, Chris. Yeah. The first time I... I mean, I ended up going on that show I don't know, about eight times or something. But the first time I went on... Because he's always brutally honest, mm. Chris. And that's what you what you see is what you get. Yeah. The first time I ever went on, he said to me, I couldn't believe it, like, what a way to settle a guest. He said, do you know what? The first time I ever saw you... I hated you. <laughs> hated you. But now I think you're all right. I said, oh, thanks, Chris. Thanks. And then, you know, come the last time I went on, we were just we were great mates, really. But yeah. I love him, yeah. No, he's a good guy. He's he is a good guy. He's like Marmite, isn't he? Kind of, yeah. I don't know why he gets a bad press. Well, it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, he had, what was it, 8 million or 7 yeah. million mm. listeners every morning. Yeah. So, so obviously, clearly a lot of people like Marmite. That's it. He was... He was cocky in a way. He would say he's the, he's the best thing on radio. Yeah. But he was. Yeah, he certainly figures. was. Yeah. yeah, he certainly was. Because he was different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably why. I used to love it when I was fourteen or fifteen. I listen. He did this, I think he did the six o'clock show in the morning. It was dead yeah. early. He, he would ask women to send in topless photos and stuff. Oh, really? Just stupid things yeah. like that. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do that. I yeah. like the fact you're doing it. <laughs> Just do what you want. It works. No, if it works. Can I? Should we try it? Oh. Perhaps, perhaps be a little bit continuity-wise. Can I go back to, yes. to bring back? Absolutely. If I, 
you said you do the Goonies number one. Number one. My suggestion, not that if it does happen, it'd be amazing. Yeah. You can put my name in the credits at the end. Okay. <laughs> Could you do Police Academy? That would be. Yeah, amazing. I'd love to do it. Yeah, I'd be, love to do Police. That'd be a fantastic. great one. Yeah, just I'd, a bloke with voices. Steve Guttenberg like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Guttenberg would like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he did that with the Stars a couple of years ago in America. Yeah. Didn't he? Uh, well, he left, of course, after Citizens on Patrol, mm. and they went on to make uh, at least two, possibly three, without him. Okay. They did Assignment Miami Beach when it was number yeah, five. Yeah. Then there was Mission to Moscow. Yeah, Never recovered after Gutenberg left. No, no. And didn't he go back to the? Did he go back? No, no. They replaced him with someone who was a bit like him, but not. They didn't recast Mahoney. Mm. They just brought in a new bloke. New character. Yeah, yeah it was a similar sort of cheeky chappy, like yeah. a distant cousin or something. I, yeah, maybe. Um, but we've just. Well, I say just a couple of years ago. We've lost Tackleberry. Yeah, yeah. Tackleberry oh, no. sadly no longer with us. Yeah. Hightower died recently. Hightower went a few oh, years ago, yeah. actually. Yeah. We still Lassard, Lassard as well. Lassard just went many, 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 many. But we still got Bobcat Goldthwaite. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Yeah, Zed's a director. <laughs> yeah, he's a director. He directs horror films okay. and comedy <laughs> comedy specials. Yeah. So we could get Bobcat. We could get Michael uh, Wilms. I think it's Wilmslow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's Laravel Jones? Yeah. Uh, the voice uh, hooks. I don't know. Know, maybe we get yeah. hooks. Who was the, the, the good looking woman? I always thought it was Sharon Stone, but it wasn't. No, she, um, her off uh, in the blonde, city. The blonde. Oh, Kim Cattrall was in the original. Kim was, yeah, yeah Kim Cattrall's in the first one, yeah. yeah. Different blonde in the later ones, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Well, there was Colleen Camp, who was the actress who married Tackleberry. Right, okay. Who mm. was, remember, he, he met like his uh, yeah, it's uh, female version. His, his counter, female counterpart, exactly. And that was played by Colleen Camp. And then there was yeah the um the the black woman who was very meek and hooks she's, yeah, yeah she's, hooks okay, yeah she's, she's going crazy and yeah people. that's hooks <laughs> who's the blonde one the I don't know. That's, that's the, uh... Yeah. Uh, now she is in. She you'll find her in a lot of uh, Rob Zombie's horror films. Not uh, there's Colleen Camp and there was I want to say Carol something. Oh, I should get her. That's going to annoy me now. Mm. Uh, but she pops up in I think The Devil's Rejects, right. which is a Rob Zombie horror. Yeah. He right. uses her quite a lot in his in his horror movies. Uh, yeah, she was the um, the gym instructor. Okay. Yeah. 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 Did we go there? What the uh, it's question from a listener? Yes. Done that one. Have we? No, oh, you're okay. Um, I, sorry, I just had to nip to the toilet, everyone. Um, so, a question from Scott Jones, and it well, was school, mate. Uh, might be okay. No, yeah. he's in, he's only twenty. Okay, He wants to know where the term "good times" came from. And were you aware that there's yeah. a shop in Kingswood called Good Times, but oh, with a Z on the end? Okay, I was not aware of that. Uh, but it, well, it was come from. I mean, it's been used so many times. Uh, there's an old. I don't, think, I don't think it's you know it is it's a term that people use, but you've coined. Yeah, I, I, well, I suppose I coined the phrase. I mean, it's, uh, Chris Christopherson has got a, uh, wrote a genius song called Four of the Good Times. Uh, okay. Um, it's popped up loads of times. Good, uh, there's songs have been written called Good Times. Yeah. Uh, Oh, there's another. Is there a film or? It's a film I'm thinking of as well. It's it's only a, a phrase that I coined. Yeah. But I suppose one of the standouts would be Chris Christopherson, right. uh, for the good times. Okay. Um, oh, so there's a. It'll come back to me now when we finish speaking. I guess that's someone that something that people shout out. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, good much, times. Most. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I've just got a few few quick fire ones yes. now. So it's okay. one or the other. Okay. So I think we know the answer to the first one. Okay. City or Rovers? City. Partridge or Office? Partridge. Good choice. Thank you. Blur or Oasis? Oasis. Beer or Cider? Cider. Ketchup or Mayo? Ketchup. <laughs> I'm not French. Alan Carr or Jonathan Ross? 
Alan Carr. <laughs> Alan Carr. Um, this was from my wife. It was a bum or boobs. Um, <laughs> do you know what? It's changed over the years. Well, as a young man, yeah. it was it was boobs. Right. Um, but I think as I've got older, my tastes have matured. Um, <laughs> so I'm bum. <laughs> nice. uh, Tom Jones or Neil Diamond? Oh, Tom Jones. He's been so good to me, that man, without even realising it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, afternoon or afternoon? Afternoon. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned earlier we were talking about episodes of TV programmes. Yes. Season or series? You Again, said season. Yeah, Ooh. I've 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 been saying season for about. <laughs> you could split the camp here all the time. Uh, yeah, with this uh, it was always series, and I kind of stuck to it. But I I I started you saying season, season about three seasons ago. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they got hold of you. Yeah. They have. Yeah, I think I'm it, in the season crew. Yeah, I am now. Whenever it used to be, it's the American influence. And do you know yeah. what? I tell you, what, it's 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 because. Virtually all my my favourite American, uh, my favourite dramas, over about the last ten years are American, American yeah. ones. So of course, because they're all American, they're all staying season. But, yeah. season. But I'm this kind of person. Yeah. I, I go to McDonald's and I have a Big Mac with chips, please. It doesn't, it doesn't say chips anywhere. But and, yeah, and also it doesn't work. It doesn't work when you're talking about British shows. I was going to say, if you could, yeah. say season yeah. two of The Office, would you no, mean? you no exactly. You'd still say the series. You you can't say seasons when they only ever make twelve yeah. plus yeah. A, a special. Yeah. And it's like when they're doing it now with Broadchurch, I'll say like Broadchurch season, season three. three like, well, come on, by the time yeah, it comes out, it's yeah. going to be like eighteen months yeah. and seasons. You can't get away with it. Yeah. But in America, when they're making up to like 23, 22, 23 eps a year, that's a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a series. A British yeah. series is about six. So it doesn't quite work. So unless, I, I, unless they milk it. Unless they milk it. So I only really use it to when I'm talking about American yeah. box sets. That's, that's acceptable. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay. Thanks, guys. That's, that's, oh, so that's, thanks that's the, uh, that's the dichotomy <laughs> yeah, yeah. piece there. Okay, thank you. Um, now, I mentioned uh, when we spoke uh, yeah. the other day that we do um, a regular segment called yes. Room of Doom. Yes. Which is basically a, a, our own version of Room 101. Oh, it's easy, easy, um, easy. So we've, we've were, this is episode 22, okay. and for the last 21 episodes, we've all had, yeah. I've always had three or four on, on, my, okay. on my sheet ready to yeah. go. Um, so I'm going to go first, so we're just okay. going to work way around, all and right. then we all vote for one all afterwards. Right. Brilliant. Okay, Brilliant. so mine, mine is, uh, is packaging okay. on... Things like razors and okay. toothbrushes and things like that. Okay. Because you basically can't get into them without using a pair of scissors. And when can you ever find a pair of scissors when you need one? Okay. And you're mid-shave and you can't ever get the package. So it's especially it's, if the scissors are the ones the things that are packaged. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's packaging yeah. for razors and things like that. Yeah. Get in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Get in room one hundred and one. Yeah. Go on, <laughs> Rich. What have you got? Well, mine's a bit quite serious, really. It's, <laughs> it's homework for primary school ages. Right, okay. We're kind of losing yeah, the my kids. They get so much. They get so much weird homework, like learning how to spell electrician. She's like seven years old. She's not going to use the word electrician or look it up in the yeah. yellow pages very soon. Mm. She's going to say spark anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think <laughs> kids are losing. They're kind of going out and learning stuff rather than they got so many clubs, so much homework. By the time we get in from work, do their homework. I'm knackered. She's knackered. I completely. And agree. there's no time to go out and mm. enjoy life. I completely agree. Okay. Get Mike, in. what do you got? Uh, mine is people. People. Belief for legal reasons. Sorry. People that will go online and buy a plot of land, even like a one square foot, 
because it gives them a title, Lord or Lady. Yeah. I just think... Just, <laughs> done that. Yeah? No. We rip the piss you can, right. on my behalf, you can call him a self-absorbed dick. <laughs> I just think... We were doing so well, we've had a cut of... Uh, just a bit altercation, dick action, so to speak. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sat next to Joe. Oh, it's a funny noise here. <laughs> um, yeah, so just self-absorbed people that buy plots of land plots to get a title. Because when are you going to yeah. use that? Are you going to go to? Are you going to put, put a restaurant? Yeah. But, yeah, but you know, uh, who's that? Who's it? Yeah, Lord Pedley. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Or people that buy the same like plots of land on the on the yeah. moon or something. Yeah. Well, you're going to go and visit at some point, are you? It's just <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Star Wars prequels. Good. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have to go in for me, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, if you wanted to be, I mean, I want all More three. More specifically, in. our character. Called... Well, Revenge of the Sith, uh, you know, would have to, that would have to go in. Yeah. So, I mean, Hayden Christensen's reaction to becoming Darth Vader is just appalling. Yeah. Get in. Do you think it's just make money? People just. I, I, the merchandise that goes with it. I wish um, Abrahams would have done them, for example. So the, someone else, JJ J. Abrams. JJ, well, did, thank God for JJ. Who did Force Awakens, and which, which was yeah. a lot of people have said it's just a rehash of the of a New Hope, yeah, plot wise. But that's what we wanted. That's what we, want, that's what we wanted. <laughs> Do you know what? And here's my point: he had to go back in order to take it forward. Yeah. Because the prequels are an abomination. Yeah. I have no truck with them yeah. whatsoever, and I'm not one of those people that just slags off George R. Binks. Yeah. All right, <laughs> George R. Binks is a dick splash. <laughs> Right, we all know he's a total knob cheese. It's a given. <laughs> he is a, it's a given. But it's not just... Don't put it all on George no, R. Binks' no, no, shoulders. No, no. They are an abomination, all three of those films. Get in the room of doom. J.J. Yeah. Abrams had to go back in order to move the story yeah. forward. That's what I think. I love The Force Awakens. Start again. And let's not forget as well, You on that you could also argue that Return of the Jedi was a remake of A New Hope. Mm. It's still a Death Star. Yeah. It's st- they still have to blow up another Death Star. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was in the third film they made. Yeah. You know? Exactly. How many is there? Yeah. Well, Death Star is Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just okay. keeps getting bigger. So we've had our four entries. Um, so packaging, one word to say. Homework for primary school ages. By and title, Lord or Lady Online. Star Wars prequels. Okay, so Mike, vote first. Um, because I hate Judge, I think so much. I'm going for Justin's. Thank you, brother. Yes. Thank you. I'd have to go for the prequels as well. Rich. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go for the packaging patch. Oh, I'm thanks very much. But I'm still going to get a high five from JRC. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be too hard on George R. Binks. That's the no, only thing yeah. I just want. I mean, you know, he is, he's just, he's a silly goose. <laughs> it's just a silly, you know. Your vote? Sorry, yeah. mate. What's your vote? Oh, it's prequels. Get in a room of doom. You, you can't vote for yourself. Oh, what? It's so outrageous. Sorry, I didn't explain the rules. As, oh. as long as you don't vote for Patch, you've won anyway, so. Um, Tactical voting. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to go for the uh, titles yes. on the land. Excellent. So, this week's winner of The Room of Doom is Justin Lee Collins. Thanks, guys. Oh, on, that, on that bombshell, we will finish off with a question yes. um, from Mike. Okay. Killer question. It's a killer question. Okay, I love it. I love it. In his famous song yes Meatloaf said I will do anything I, sorry I would do anything for love but I won't do that what do you think that is well I'd say it's play darts with me yeah I can <laughs> tell you that for a fact it's a, it's a really good question he wouldn't play darts well uh, well, he did in the end he right. didn't want to I listened to his entire album <laughs> have a leg of darts with whilst me whilst you were playing yeah we had, uh, well not whilst we were playing thankfully but we, we booked him for a Channel 5 chat show that we did and Meatloaf uh, said, "Well, I'll do it, but I want you to listen to my, like to my new, uh, to my new track." Yeah. 
So we thought, oh yeah, that's uh, that's grass. Fine, you know, we'll listen to a song. I mean, it's going to be long. Obviously, yeah, it's going to be like too. seven minutes. No, he wanted. Mm. To, he made us listen to the album in its entirety. His latest rock opera, which was about seventy-eight minutes long, <laughs> we had to sit and listen. He made a room full of people listen to the entire album. Lock the door. Start. Yeah, no one leaves. Lock the door. Before I'll have a leg of darts right. with you. Yeah. And you said the exit's that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Great stuff. Okay, well, we're, we're at an hour and 20, okay. which I think is, is a nice amount for uh, such a great guest. Um, so thank it just remains for, for me to say thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Um, if you want us on your show at any time. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Um, and if you want to bring back the Goonies, I know okay. where to go. I can take Absolutely. you and show you where to go. Brilliant. Um, so keep us in mind. Um, so thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. Guys. Thanks very much. Thanks. Anytime. 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 you want to feature, you come back on. You're always thank you. welcome. Oh, thank you so Perfect. much. It's been a joy. Next time, Thanks, we'll, have, next time we'll have a bit of I actually think, Absolutely. I actually think we should get a Justin Lee Collins segment. If you can think of a segment, we yeah. can add to the podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, we'll do or a segment. Jingle. A jingle or something, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, awesome. Well, well we've got um, a, seg- a jingle for Room of Doom, okay. which um, I'll somehow shoehorn into How's this. How does it go? Yeah. Um, how does it go? It's um, U- ukulele heavy. It's Patch, Rich, and Mike yeah. in the dining room, which is where we fit. Film, okay, nice. Record it. Tell us what's in your room of, and then it's doom. Lovely. That is lovely. Uh, so <laughs> I'll try and shoot yeah, yeah. on that in a bit. Okay, but lovely. Thank you very much for your time. It's an absolute pleasure. And it's uh, it's been great to have you, and we'll end it there. So thanks very much, and good Brilliant. night, everyone. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you, guys. That was a that was an absolute joy. Oh, Thanks very much. I love that. Oh, Cheers, Patch. Is that all right for Cheers, you? Mate. Oh, brilliant. Oh, you're welcome. It's, it's a pleasure. Absolutely amazing. I mean, clearly, I could go on for a full. Well, round. yeah, I've, I've got just <laughs> like loads of questions. I was thinking. Gentlemen